All right. Uh, let's get it. All right. Let's get to this, man. Um, What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Lone Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, Wolfson. And today we got a special guest in the building. He is the one and only Lacey Flats. Let's go. <laughs> hey, yo, what's good? What's good, man? Thank you for coming over to the show, man. It's been long overdue, man. After a while, we finally you finally made it here, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry for the delay and stuff, but, you know, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad that you asked me to do this. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I'm so excited, man. Um, Before we get started, man, first things first, man. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. You know, just readjusting with things, considering like COVID and like personal things in my life that mm. have occurred. But, you know, everything's good. You know, I'm working on a lot of music. Um, I'm working actually not just on dubstep, but on like hip hop and other experimental genres too. I've actually been dipping into like hard style too. I'm trying really? to, yeah, I'm trying to take this whole thing to like other genres, you know? So, so like, I just, I just been producing a lot of music, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's pretty dope, man. So you were actually just mainly focused as a dubstep producer, but now you just want to be a producer. Yeah an artist you know like no no limits no limits <laughs> there's, there's, no fun. there's no fun with that you know that's dope that's also why she prompted you to say like you know what like i don't want to just do dubstep just only that i want to experiment and do other stuff i want to be branchy now like what actually prompted you to say like yeah let's try other genres i feel like with every genre in a weird way like there's like a scene within that genre right and so you have different people within those genres and i feel like meeting different people and like working with others and mm. getting together and just seeing how other people work and like all that is really what makes it fun you know like i could like not fuck with the genre sorry part of my french but hey, you can cuss I, out you can cuss out here it's okay uh, that's right. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Nah. Um. Uh. Like I could not personally like a genre, but I'll sit with a producer mm -hmm. and watch how they work and respect it, and then then it'll grow on me and stuff, you know. And so, like, I feel like just the whole collaborating with people and giving it a shot can can be can be good and beneficial, you know. That's pretty cool. I'm very interesting take on it, you know. And you you hardly get to see that. With many um bass producers, you know, most of the time, like a lot of bass producers, they just want to stick with that one genre, and there, there's nothing wrong about that. But um, as an artist, don't you think it's best if you evolve from it? You know, like you can call, you can say one of the greatest out there has evolved from being a bass producer to to now making Bieber songs, you know, and that's uh fucking yeah. Skrillex, you know. Yeah, like we know this guy has been like the the one of the godfathers of dubstep and make dubstep to what it is right now, and now he's yeah, like sure. making all shits of music, you know, like everything, yeah. you know, and so, like that. That's like that's like something I really admire because you know he started off making dubstep like a mm -hmm. lot of us are, and he branched out into that pop world, but I feel like why do we have to like like okay put it this way like i see it as like he started off with dubstep mm. and it and it skyrocketed him right yeah. just like he said and now he's doing his pop stuff yeah but like why do we have to wait till we skyrocket to like experiment because like mm. as a dubstep producer and producing from my point of view it's very technical right so we learn mm. a lot of things that 
other producers probably wouldn't consider doing or whatever and stuff, right? So I feel like applying that technicality to other genres and that style can like bring a new wave of music, you know? It's like, like imagine like, I, this is dumb, but like imagine like more like dubstep sounds manipulated in a way to where it works. Like, I guess, for example, you could say like the Eptic and Murata track, it has like a trap flow, but it's all like dubstep in the in a sense i guess you know yeah so i don't know <laughs> i mean there's nothing wrong and what you're doing is actually pretty dope you know like that's great like keep at yeah. it if you want to feel if you want to feel like you want to explore other genres go grow right ahead who the hell is out there telling you you can't you know yeah exactly like <laughs> or fuck them you know anybody who tells yeah. you like nah stick with dub say you're like middle finger up man middle finger up. that's right you know, That's you're right. yeah, no, bro, because, you know, like, you know how back in the days, at least when I was starting up, um, there was always that little taboo thing that, you know, like if you started as a dubstep producer, you had to stick as a dubstep producer. You can't fuck around with other genres. You know, you can't do house music or you can't do this. And I go call you a sellout. You're not even you weren't even part of it. And to me, I was like, why is that? Hey. Yeah. why like what what's wrong with if somebody wants to try out other genres like maybe it's not for me and maybe that the other songs that, that these other bass producers do maybe it's not for me and i yeah. don't like it but that doesn't mean i'm gonna hate the person for trying to do something new like like we said like he's evolving and i like how the point of view that you're taking it is like why do i have to wait until i'm already big to do all this stuff why can't i just do it right now Fuck yeah, go ahead and do it right now. Because it, it's like, there's no guarantee that that's even going to happen, you know? So it's like, mm. it's like all about the music. That's what I'm saying. It's like just being able to have different grooves and like, you know, instead of just always. And I feel like a lot of producers do that, but they don't release a lot of, you know, right. their other like stuff. Like it would just be cool to see more, more dubstep artists branching out with other genres because I, I know agree. they're doing it, you know? And it would just be dope. It'd be a cool vibe for the scene too, like. It would just be nice. It'd be nice taste. I agree. That, that's why, like, when I was starting now, I always made sure that I never identified myself as a, a dubstep producer. I always tell everybody, I'm just a bass producer. It's like, oh, what's bass is like, oh, you know, I do dubstep, DMB, bass house, trap here and there. It's like, oh, so you just travel. They're like, no, 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 bass, 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 bass. Like, yeah. I tackle the whole bass drum run. You know, like, yeah, exactly. And then when I DJ, like, I make sure that I basically do that whole storyline. Like, I want to make sure that there's a story behind my sets and I can tackle all the genres that I want to play there. Most definitely. Yeah. And and now and now it's just like like water, basically. Yeah, it just flows. <laughs> yeah, it just it just it just flows, you know, and. And I always want to make sure, even though I, I do a lot of dubstep songs, but I, if you see my track record, I had some bass house in my in my system that had, you know, a lot of trap songs. Imagine, yeah. like, we're talking about f festival trap, you know, that carnival jersey shit, like, when, back in 2016, 17, yeah. around there, when, yeah. when trap was on a rise on the EDN scene. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was like uh, that was like with like when say my name and all of them were like, yeah, really, like, up there doing that shit. Yeah, that was a good time. That was fun. That was like I I personally favored like the 2011 to 2013 mm. era. I feel like 
there was a lot of gas coming out. And I think primarily I enjoyed it more because I wasn't producing at that time. <laughs> and like, you know, like it, it's crazy, bro. Like I miss being a fan sometimes and just like going mm. out. Like once, once, once you get into like making your own music, it's kind of hard to avoid trying to like analyze everything when you go out to shows. Cause you like, as an artist, like, you know, you want to approach people properly you know you want right. to like also see how uh shows are being thrown so all, like all that stuff you know you take it into consideration because i don't know that's, i don't know that's a very very interesting take of you like huh. i i hardly i've never actually i've never heard that from any artist or producer that i've ever had a conversation with in in the podcast that's that's very interesting you know like and and now that i think about it like that era itself that you explain, I feel like that was like the one of the best eras in not just in dubstep, but in EDM as a as a whole. As a whole. Because yeah, yeah it, I can name you like I was just a, like a big fan of EDM all all around at that time. Was like I could be like listening to dubstep, I could be listening to house, I could be listening to big room, uh, drum and bass, and then. Mumbai and the others under the other skin. Like there were so many genres, you know? Yeah, Mumba was dope. I I know people are probably gonna watch this and be like, man, like fuck all that. But like, dude, to be honest, sometimes you just wanna go out and vibe. Yeah. You know? Like not headbang or like, you know, like listen to like angry shit. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I I fucking love that shit, man. That's like my favorite shit. But like lately, me personally, I've just been like Yo, we need more vibes. Yeah. Like uh I don't know, last time last night I went to watch Small B and Modus at the Circle in Orange County. Oh. And they threw down a crazy ass set. And it was just a bunch of shit I never heard. I mean, obviously it was like all like dubstep and rhythm, but mm. like that that vibe brought me back, you know? I feel you on that. The other like not too long ago, like probably like in Three months ago, I was invited to a festival down here in South Florida. And it was one of those underground festivals, you know, the the type of that, you know, since Miami's all house bass, you barely get to hear any bass music at all or anywhere. Like it right. does it doesn't exist anymore. Until these guys that I fuck with, you know, shout out to Underground Gardens, man. Um, they invited me. I, I was, you know, one of their guests of honor in that in that festival. They nice. they treated me like VIP all around. Like it was amazing, amazing experience. Met met a lot of cool locals in there. Met a lot of cool people from other places. And then I went to one of the one of the one of the people who who started that festival. Um, he was playing his own DJ set, and I stayed all the way from beginning to end. And I was like, damn, bro, I forgot what it was to just stand outside and just vibe with the music you know vibe with the dj you know it's been a while since since i've actually gone out there and just enjoy enjoy bro i, I didn't even have to do, the drink or anything it's just all pleasure right there it's just the fact that i'm i'm seeing someone and playing some hit bangers and whatnot and everybody's fucking with it i'm just like that's right bro that's right like it, it brought me it got me like then i really miss this scene a lot you know i really miss it in, in some capacity. Do I ever want to go back again and and DJ again? I wouldn't mind. I would definitely fuck. I will definitely fuck with it because DJ, 
Oh, yeah. I've been be DJing for over 15 years, man. And DJing is like the only time in which I felt alive overall. Oh, yeah. That, that there's no, there's just no explanation to why I feel like that. I just, I just do, you know? Yeah. And I fuck with it a lot. So it's like, it's one of those moments is like, really do really want to go back again. But I love this game more than anything, you know? Yeah, me and, too, and 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 listening to people hearing those stories, it's a grand fulfillment for me, to be honest. So listening to this story that you're that you're telling me right now is it just you know it resonates with me a lot, you know, because it's that old saying: the you never know what you got until you don't have it. It's true. <laughs> it's true, man. But I mean, like the you know the scene nowadays isn't too bad. I feel like, I don't know, there was just something different back then. <laughs> There's like a spark or something. You feel I me? Like it wasn't, I feel like there was no like. I feel it was like more pre um, social media era. Yeah, for sure. There wasn't that for much sure. hate as there is right now. You know, yeah, like you can say, is. you can say like, um, oh, I hate this artist. All right, cool. You hate it. You don't, you don't have to listen to it. Nowadays, if you hate certain someone, you started to follow them all around and say, oh, he's a piece of shit and you're a piece of shit and hateful comments all around. It's like, yeah. it's wild. It's like the, the, the difference, you can see it right there. So I guess back then it was much more, not not sense of peaceful, but it was much more warm welcome, welcoming. Yeah. yeah, it for sure was. Um, and I feel like social media is just wild too because it's like, why are you, why do you feel the need to put these negative opinions about something mm. that brings people joy, you know, and yeah. it's just, you're just like ruining it for everyone. And you don't even know it. Cause like, it's like you see a tweet and you see something and it's just like, Oh, okay, whatever. But then it's like, you remember that shit in the back of your mind somehow, some way, somehow. Cause like, that's mm. just how it works, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's like, I just feel like something fresh needs to happen to the to the like the whole scene. Like I feel I feel like it needs a fresh reboot. Yeah. That's for what sure. It needs a fresh reboot. Need some like need to go back to like the nineties. <laughs> Take it back, you know, like real fucking vibes. Yeah, like, like back in those nineties, early two thousands, you know, a little bit earlier the two thousand tens. Yeah, that was definitely like a nice pace out if we can circle back again i guess like my solution to that is kill social media altogether dude yeah just yeah because now was- now social media has become like an addiction whether you want to believe it or not it's a yeah. it's a it's a must now like you must have social media you must you know progress in life by having social media it's a must you can't move on move on you need the approval of social media to get all this shit. And I'm like, damn, bro, like this is some fucked up drug. Only it's virtually. And we consume yeah. that shit every day. We don't even realize it because obviously the dopamine inside of you, you, you just get like a, a certified high grade of, you know, using that. Now, I don't, yeah. I'm not here to just like bash social media altogether. I'm not saying that social media is bad altogether. It's like, like sensory overload. Yeah. You have like multiple social platforms to flip through and shit. <laughs> I don't know. You're right though. Fuck social media, dude. Honestly, bro. Like, 
I've I've done the go one day without social media, man, and it feels amazing. Weird at first. Weird. It's definitely weird at first, but it feels amazing due to the fact it's like I don't have to check what's going on with the world. I don't have to like con- constantly check like if if somebody approved me or not or it's like yada yada. Like I don't need I don't need that and. And it wasn't easy either because there were times in which I pick up my phone and then I'm like, oh, fuck, right. I got to put it back. And then I pick it up without even thinking it. It's just it became automatically that I have to pick up the phone. That's yeah. what's wild. And I'm just like, dude, I can't believe I'm this programmed just to watch social media, man. Now yeah. I just now I just have social media. For either the memes or to DM other artists and, you know, coming, having people over to the show and promote my show and promote my music. And that's as far as you're going to see me. I don't do any of the selfie pose or any of the, you know, food, taking pictures, food, all that crap. I don't, I barely do stories. If I do stories, it's because, you know, I'm having a good time and I'm with, you know, you yeah. know, with some artists and we're just kicking in it, but I don't, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't do, I don't do it just because like, I want to be on the story all the time. I want people to see it or yeah. and even when I'm with artists, I don't even do that. Like, unless they want to, like, they'll do it like, all right, you know, well, everybody's doing an outpull it, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, man, the social media, no bueno, no bueno, man, no bueno. Even though there's some good behind it, there's some, I can't say that yeah, also benefits. Yeah, but I, I just feel that the loudest is the the negatives, which is sucks, you know, like it, it, it shouldn't be like that. It should We should be highlighting the most of uh, all the positive things that came about it. But, you know, the human brain tends to negativity in a way. And like you said, you just you just remember all the negative stuff. You just don't forget about it. I don't know why. I ho- I wish there's an answer for that. So that way we could just like take a pause for the cause. But, you know. Yeah, feel that. It is what it is, you know. But but n- hold on. So now that you're actually doing a, a bunch of music right now, now that you're actually exploring other genres, you know, how often do you actually use social media to promote all your stuff? You know, are you very active or are you or you're just like as active as I I wanna wanna be as active as I wanna be right now because um, I'm just kind of stacking up music, you mm-hmm. know, and just like holding on to like a catalog before releasing anything. So I don't. I mean, usually what what happen is like I'll drop a song, I'll put a promo. That's as much as I do. Like I don't really go out and take pictures, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really get pictures with people. I don't know why. Probably should, you know. I mean, but there's I just, nothing wrong about it. I'm not doing it. I feel like there are some things that just should be for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. and like, the only times I'll really post is if I'm like on my story, like, or if I go to a show and support the homies, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll do that. Or if I'm like chilling <laughs> with a friend or something, I don't know. I mean, but yeah. it's pretty average how I use social media, you know? I mean, that's actually pretty good. And there's nothing wrong about that as well. And I feel like I lack a lot because <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you really know how to do that shit, it yeah. could be to your advantage. But it's all good. I'm not tripping. Um, and if anybody's lacking, it's probably me, man. This guy, because um, 
like I said, I just post stuff for my podcast and for music. I don't really, really, really do heavy of that social media presence. I just, I'm like the caveman, you know, like I once in a while, I come out of the cave, do my shit and I come back to the cave. That's that. that. That's how. That's how I treat social media, you know. And mm. maybe, maybe, maybe if I were a little bit more, you know, active on social media, I'm posting every day and putting clips, video clips of my show out in all these social medias. Then may, maybe, maybe I can get some a lot more traction. Maybe I can actually get a lot more followers. But yeah. I just like my mindset is not made for that. Like I do not like it at all like i would rather rather pay somebody to run it for you to run it for me than me doing it on myself like yeah, not sure. like i i don't care how much i have to spend on money people can say like oh that's a lot of money you could have done that by yourself it's like yeah i could have and i could have learned how to do it but my mindset is not made for them i have a different you know vision like i want to focus on certain things and me focusing on multiple things and gotta do all these things all the same time. It's just, I can't like, I'll, I'll run out of fuse, you know, like, Hey, like I'm doing this show and I'm a one man army basically. Like I, I edit the shows. I, I conduct the interviews. I seek the interviews. You know, I seek you and your manager. I seek others as well. Um, yeah, I do all the talking, like, I also like do the, like I said, the editing, the mastering, the uploading, the the Photoshop, the thumbnails for yeah, every episode. Yeah, like I do all that shit. I do all it, this. It's crazy because like artists and shit have to do all that. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> it's like, why can't we just focus on the music? Like, it's not dumb. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And like, you know, but I'm saying like as an artist, like, I don't want to fucking graphic design. Yeah. I don't want to do all that shit. I just want to make music. Yeah. But it's not like that anymore. So that's good. That's I, good. I, I do respect the fact that you're not on social media a lot because that means you're more present in your life. I feel like. Right. Yeah. I'm very present with my fiance, with my family and my friends. Yeah. And, you know, like, and I like I to people. be like that. I like to be like, and when I'm around with my, my fiance and my, and my family friends, like, Social media to me is off limits. Like I shouldn't even pick up the phone to check on what's going on social media. Like, nah, my phone is not down. When I'm spending time with her, like I I, I see her once a week. We're trying, we're trying to find a way to move in together, you know? And yeah, like I, I, I barely spend time with her. Like she works, you know, Sunday through, through Thursday. I work Monday through Friday. And we can only get to see that one day of the week. So it's like, I don't want to spend my time with her by me being on the phone all the time. Like, I want to, I want to, you know, take my time and have that quality mm -hmm. time with her. And, and, and not just her, with anyone else, you know? And yeah, like, I mean, you might, you may not look at it, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm in my 30s, man. And I basically grew up when Facebook, what, was in my high school days. So it's like I I actually had social media right there as I as I was entering, you know, leaving leaving high school, entering college and and see all the shenanigans, you know. So it's like I can be 
easily detached from that very, very quickly. You know, yeah, because you grew up in a different era for sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm 27, so I feel like I'm on the cusp of that. You're like like in the middle, yeah. It's like, like, like when I was in school, they were barely teaching us how to use computers, or like it was like getting a little bit more developed type Mm. shit. Now it's just like crazy. Now you can bring now. Now I pass by school. They're like, you have an iPad, bring it to class or you have a laptop, bring it to class. It's like, motherfucker, you better write those notes. <laughs> yo, for real, for real, dog, because yo, I back then do all this shit for nothing. No, bro. I fucking write all those. Oh, and if I didn't write fast enough, fucking teacher will erase everything on the board. I'm like, fuck, bro. I didn't I didn't fit. Fuck. All right. All right. I guess I'll take it for somebody. Oh, you missed it too. Oh, okay, great. We're fucked. We're fucked. You know? Yeah. And yo, bringing a laptop to school, it was like a luxury. They look at you like, oh, damn, you got money, huh? You got oh, money. They would have took my shit away. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have to get it back. <laughs> oh, fuck, bro. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Bro. And I remember that early, earlier those days, like computer class wasn't like that big a deal. It was more like, you know, learn how to use Word, PowerPoint, Excel. That was basically like your big, big ups, you know. Oh, learn how to use web page. Nobody uses web page. Who gives a shit about web page? Uh, oh, learn how to use the Internet. Like Internet is self-taught. Like, I don't I don't know, you know, like what, whatever, you know. But now, now is that like you say, everybody bringing their iPads and laptops and tablets and shit. I'm like, God damn. I'm I'm talking about like yeah, like high school and shit. Like that's- yeah, fuck, bro. It's it's one of those days in which I feel like, then am I really that old? The fact that the fact that I'm complaining about a kid that goes to high school and has an iPad and I barely have a computer. I feel like a geezer too. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like the pandemic too. Like. Sucked a lot of life out of everybody. Mm. You know, that's, that's why I feel like we need like fucking crazy ass like rebirth of crazy ass music or something. Like, yo, uh, nah, I'm I'm with you at that. If anything, the pandemic put a hold on a lot of things, but it and may may impact them negatively on everyone. But oh, there's definitely some goods behind it you know there's definitely i can't just say i can say 80 percent of the pandemic was bad but there's a good 20 percent. there's definitely something good came out of it one of the things i'm definitely grateful that came out of it is that me i started my own podcast show oh yeah for sure yeah right yeah. right around when everybody's not doing anything and you know they're wondering what can we do it's like oh let me just talk about it and rant about shit that's the best thing to do like, yeah honestly Honestly, a lot of people started off and also pushed through the pandemic, like within their careers. And I got to give my hats off to them because, like, that was just a crazy time for my family. You know, I I hear you, man. I hear you, man. It was definitely a wild time for everybody because um, it's sad. It's sad because I remember at that time I couldn't see my fiance at the time because she worked in the in the health industry and we basically went about like three months without seeing each other because she you, she used to work in the COVID unit 
Yeah, bro. Three months without seeing her, you know, and we've tried to FaceTime as much as possible. You know, and it, it was it was definitely our difficult, the most difficult time of our lives, you know, and then, and every day I was just, you know, praying that nothing happens to her, that she, everything's going to be OK, you know, because she literally works with patients that has COVID. So it was just, you know, it was a scary time, but she was definitely, you know, Thank God that at that moment, she's definitely a German folk. So you can imagine how super protected she really was. Like you're talking about extra layers of masks plus a face shit, um, gloves all around, hand sanitizers every fucking five seconds. It was, yeah, yo. And then afterwards, she, she still stuck with it. And now, I'm, now I feel like, God damn, this is so annoying. Like shit, like I get, I just touched this mm. and I hand sanitized it before. Well, now it's dirty. So now you got to hand sanitize this. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, it's better to be safe than sorry. Like to be honest. Now you're just saying that because my girlfriend said the same thing too. <laughs> no, it's true though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She said the same thing. Like it's like, well, better be safe than sorry. I'm like, I hate it when you say that to me because you're right. Yes, you're right. You're right. I don't want to. I don't want to deny it. I don't want to argue it. But goddamn, let me yeah. be dirty for a bit. <laughs> for real. That sounded horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, like w talking about all of this, how did the 2020 pandemic affected you? You know, as a music producer, were you still being a producer at that time, or you were just starting to find out? Uh, no, I was uh, I was already making music and stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I just, there was no shows going on. It kind of stopped. And then so live streams started to occur and they had more live streams and shit. And um, yeah, so I did like the Minecraft live stream. That was pretty cool. They had like a Minecraft server. Yeah. They were doing like rhythm shows and stuff. And then um, there was a... Uh, Another one I did for um, Green Room Studios. I did one for them mm. too. So like, yeah, I was involved. I was still like playing shows, you know? No way. Yeah. And then I was dropping music and stuff. But then like I took a hiatus in 2021. Okay. Just to like focus on myself and shit. That's good. Yeah. That, that's actually pretty good. I, did, I took a similar route by, by the time it was 2019 to 2020. I took a hiatus altogether and just like not making music at all and just like detach myself from that world altogether, you know, because it was at, at that point that, you know, that music itself felt like a job, like a passion to me anymore, or it died out for a bit. It yeah. just felt so much pressure for me that like, shit, I got to do this because I got all these contacts. I got all these people, you know. Like, I got to send these music to these labels and I got to build a catalog and this and that. And it was just and I got to make it sound like this, like has to be unique. And, you know, th this and that It was just it was an unnecessary pressure and stress that I put myself into that I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was just like not happy overall. It was just it was it, it was a time that was just like nothing is moving for me. Like, I, I just, like, got out of uh, my management contract and, you know, people are just being shady and 
other crap and it's like I'm done like dude I'm like let me just take a pause for the cause you know and, and try to find the next big thing for me you I know? like that the pause for the cause that's hard <laughs> yeah 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 pause for the cause man um and that's where and that's where you know podcast came in together because that's where I literally felt like that's where I can actually put my frustrations and all my rants and all everything that I've been wanting to say for the longest time but I wasn't allowed at the time or or I can't because it was the wrong place at the wrong time so I just let it all out like I just vomited a bunch of truths that has that happens in the industry on a regular basis in fact I've exposed a lot of and I've exposed a lot of business and a lot of things because of how they operate and because um I felt like I'm tired to be quiet and have this knowledge that I wish I can give it upon to someone else so they don't have to go to the deal with the same shit that I had. They right. maybe take a different route. Yeah, I get or, what you're saying. You know, and I, I'm just doing that, you know, and I'm having and having these conversations with a bunch of people is like super fulfilling for me because right. I learn a lot from both ways. People, yeah. The person that I'm done interviewing learns from me. I learn from the guests. Like it, it, it's mutual information that I can just put it out there publicly and have people understand, you know, the struggles, you know, and understand like this is the type of shit that we deal with every day. And, you know, if you want to be part of this, then know about that. These are all the shit that comes with it, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm just putting it out there to let the people know, like, Guys, like you don't have to do this. There, there's, there isn't one way to to be successful. No. Yeah. It's like whatever, whatever you have an interest in, anything. It could literally be anything, as long as you give it your all, and you put in time, you will see things happen. I agree. It's just how it works. It just, it's just how it works. You know, like, um, there was a saying I heard. A couple of years back and this was like when you put 10,000 hours into something like you become the master of it 10,000 mm. hours with no breaks is around two years so give or take if mm. you consider work and like life you know how many hours you really put into your craft you know and how you can like get better at it I feel like if people took that to into consideration and like really valued their time more like you know things would maybe work out but i don't know everybody's different no but i i like that take i really do because it just definitely shows your growth yeah it for sure it and i feel like what modus i had a conversation with modus yesterday and mm -hmm. we were talking about video games i asked them i was like hey do you guys play video games they both said no and i used to not play video games i just recently got into it um it's like it's like having discipline right to like for for your your craft and like your art and what you love and that that like triggered something in my mind where i was just like damn that was some really good advice that i didn't know i needed and discipline is the word like if you really want something you have to discipline yourself to choose it over other things and sometimes those things might be like close to you or mm. whatever like friends family like this like you're putting your time to focus on sitting in front of a laptop and making music over you know that 
So there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it too. But I mean, like in the long run, like you will, you will get your, you will get your, your yeah. fruits of your labor. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, if you work hard and play hard, man, everything's yeah. going to yeah. come together, man. Like it's, it's the hard work, dedication, the consistency, the persistence, the time and the patience is what everything will work out. You know, if you keep those like, type of morals you know like it's gonna happen like you put that same energy on anything anything it doesn't matter what put that energy on something that you're very passionate about then everything's gonna come into fruition it's just it takes time you know and you have oh. to be patient about it you know so, and to the viewers if you don't know or you don't feel like you have a passion towards anything a bunch of different things you don't have to go into that deep But it doesn't hurt to try new things in different categories of life. And yeah. Like, there's just so much out there, you know? And like, it doesn't have to be career-based. It could be for fun. Hobbies, by right. Doing, by doing something for fun, you will possibly develop a passion for it. And I just would say, try everything. I like, agree. Everything. I agree, man. Hey, like, I love... a bunch of stuff to do like i thought that i love music a lot but i really love podcasting more than making music and i stick by it and i have my own nine to five job as well but my nine to five job is not i don't consider it as a job i consider it as part of my career which i'm yeah. very lucky and thankful that i'm doing it and I'm not, I'm, I don't go every day by, you know, like, oh, I gotta go to the job. Like, no, I go every day happily. It's like, oh, I'm doing something that I like and it's easy for me, you know, and I get paid for it, you know, that it's, it's dope, you know, and other hobbies that I do outside of it, you know, like it, like play, like playing video games, watching anime, reading mangas, playing Yu-Gi-Oh competitively, yeah. you know, like. There's a bunch of stuff that I like to do, you know, a bunch of stuff that makes me happy. That doesn't, like you said, doesn't have to be necessary, have to involve with monetary terms, you know, like if it makes you happy, go for it. And if, like you said, if you don't have something that you like, but let me tell you this, it's hard for me to believe that there's people that say like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. Um, and I, and I say, Bullshit. There's definitely something that you were passionate about. Like, let's circle back to when you were a child. What were what did you like a lot? Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I like um, I used to play action figures. Okay, we find something. You like you like play, playing with the action figures. Okay, you're old enough not to play it, but that's okay. You like to collect it. Why don't you just go ahead and look to these stores and see if you can find those action figures that you remember? Yeah, like rare collectibles <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, like found has it ha, make it sound like an adventure, you know, like something like, oh shit, where can I find this action figure, man? Where can I find this type of stuff? I mean, you like, know? And like, and then another thing to add on is like, you don't necessarily have to just have one passion. Like, there are multiple passions. Yeah, like you could just like, like you said, just whatever makes you happy, you know. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's what matters the most. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy. And I always tell that everybody who was ever dealing with, with shit, you know, like, I, and I feel for them. I feel for them because I've been on that road before, you know, I, I had my own, you know, demons that I had to battle on my own, you know, and I had to remember myself. Um, fuck, what is it that I like? What is it that made me happy? 
I want to go back to where I, when I was making happy. I like playing Pokemon, the video game. Okay, yeah. let me just go back again playing Pokemon. I started playing all the fucking Pokemon games, man. Religiously. Religiously. I can't wait for this year's po new Pokemon game. Yeah. I started playing Yu-Gi-Oh! again, man. And I, now I'm just like every week I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh, man. So it's like it's I, I actually, stuff uh, like that. Actually, I actually started the Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> series on Netflix. I'm like re I'm like rewatching it. Oh, for real? The original? Yeah, yeah it's just dope. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> sick. Yo, I, I I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I, there was like a couple of episodes that I was like, "Dad, I don't remember this part." Oh shit! Good thing I'm watching then. And then there's a couple of adult jokes here and there. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" That shit flew me right above me. I didn't realize that, huh? Yeah, it's it's fun. pretty funny. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for for Joy that he keeps being treated like shit the whole time, man. Yeah, Yugi's an asshole. <laughs> 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 oh god! <clears throat> but as a kid, it was so cool, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, do, do you remember back then when it was like the the Saturday mornings that you had to watch on Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, the Chucky Chan Adventures? Oh yeah, I remember those days. Yo, I remember those days. Those those were no. fire. Yeah, those Midnight were night Adult Swim or not Adult Swim. It was before Adult Swim came on. It was Toonami. Toonami, yo, Toonami with, with with the whole Dragon Ball C series on it, man. That's how I got into. Uh, that's when I first started Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, uh, Inuyasha. Inuyasha. So then the whole Gundam series in there. Um. Cowboy B-Pop, Outlaw Star. They had the fire stuff. Ronnie Kenshin, like some yeah. great classics, man. And obviously they're all, they're all dubbed. They were all dubbed. So obviously I enjoy some of the greatest voice actors out there. And I remember it was around that time that Naruto started to pop out as well. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that bunch of ninja shit. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yes, I want this absolutely. And now, and now, play all the fucking video games of Naruto. Watch all the series, read about the mangas, and now it has died down to like the worst Naruto series that I've has ever produced, which is Boruto. Now, I highly tell people like, do not watch this piece of shit. It's like yeah, I, I, I honestly, I haven't watched Shippuden. To be honest, I only watched the first Naruto. You haven't watched Shippuden? Oh, dude! Whenever you get a chance, watch yeah, it. I have to watch it because that shit is fire. Hell yeah! Just watch it until the very end, and you'll be satisfied, man. You'll be satisfied. I mean, the story itself. Just got much more better. Granted, there's like a lot of fillers in that Sipurin series, but it makes it up with all the main storylines, you know? I mean, I don't want to spoil it, to be honest. I don't want to spoil it to you, but you'll find <coughs> out some hidden secrets that happen in Naruto that would that will give you more explanation of the of the reasoning why all the stuff that happened in the original series of Naruto happen and they give you detailed explanations they give you episodes around it and you'll be like 
completely mindfucked as to why Naruto has the nine tail thoughts. Right. You'll be completely mindfucked as to why Sasuke is the only Uchiha survivor, quote unquote. You'll sure. be mindfucked to why Kakashi is like it's so he's very hard on his on his students, you know. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out. I have to see, dude. I, I you satisfaction guarantee for sure. I'll take your word for it. I'm not gonna have spoil anything more because it'll be, I'll be ruining it for you, man. I don't want that. I want you. I want you to actually fucking experience that. And you'll be like, oh, fuck. Where, <laughs> where is this rabbit hole taking me? Sure. Yeah. Um, now, I want to circle back to something that you mentioned earlier in which you say that, you know, you're trying to build a catalog of music, you know? What's the whole purpose of you actually, you actually building the catalog? Are you actually building a catalog so you can actually have like music for you to release on a weekly or monthly basis or you're having it so you could have stuff to give out for labels and whatnot yeah so with the whole catalog thing it's it's a mix of both it's more so that i have a lot of projects going on mm. and i'm just like trying to stack as much music as i can um for releases with artists like Uh, rappers and stuff like that mm. um i also have like just it's just a bunch of stuff but like i am trying to have more electronic music of my own to play so that way i can have an entire set of music that i'm actually happy with um but yeah that's that's just what i'm doing <laughs> and um, and does how long does it take you to actually do a to finish a project of yours for you to actually have those catalogs but doesn't that doesn't that make you like And some sort of a pressure that you need to have this? No, it's not. Well, it's not like deadlines or anything. Like, I'm not like, it's not like these projects are for labels or anything. This is all like freelance stuff. Okay. You know, so this is stuff that I want to do with my friends and, and, and all that. So just collabing with people and having songs. Usually it's like singles or EPs, but just getting stuff ready for releases for like the next year. You know what I mean? Okay. And then roll everything out. And have you already had any experience with labels and whatnot? Um, not any major labels, no. Besides like 40 Ounce Colt and I Am Audio. Okay. So yeah. normally what I would tell is that for anybody who wants to go into these major labels, I normally I will say... Um, Don't reach out to them. Let them reach out to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to like, you got to make some noise. Mm -hmm. You got to have a breakthrough track or like a breakthrough album or like have like an insane set or something like you, you got to catch their attention one way or another. Yeah. You know, breached, um, be on their radar in yeah, some capacity, sure. you know, because yeah. like I, I've, I've talked to a lot of A&Rs and I've I've also had my own experience with labels and whatnot. And most of the time, you know, I'll, sending music to these labels for their demo submissions is majority of the time. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> it's, it's basically they put that out so people can stop requesting that into their main inquiries. In reality, it's a spam folder. That's, uh, that's why. That's why. <laughs> you know, and and. And don't and don't take it for me. 
Take it from the other A&Rs that I've spoken before and other people who are very vocal about this, you know, and someone that I know that is very vocal about labels and knows about these type of secrets, it, you know, like um, like Mark Tengraves, um, Wyatt from Dar Nation, like those guys can tell you straight up and they've been in the industry as long or longer than me or have dealt much more in-depth stuff than I have. And they tell you and they can and you can listen to them. They they talk about this all the time. Like, you know, they say, yeah, for sure. I follow Mark. Yeah. Like you can ask him right away and he'll tell you straight. It's like it's not it's not worth, you know, sending demos to these labels as even as if even if you're even 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 if your music really is amazing and next level shit and it's like meets the master to the T, you know, like some some doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. The ARs are not looking at the at the folder. Better, you know? We're better off going independent and yeah. like building something from the ground up. I agree, and I'm very and I'm very supportive of that. I'm very like behind that whole being independent. In fact, in fact, I'm very also supportive of artists who create their own label prints. Like Funk Case does his DPMO, Bear Grylls does his root service. Um, I guess you can say excision on on Subsidia. Uh, there was someone else as well that I had in my head that does this, but some other artists that de decided to do its own label print. Um, I support those guys a lot because they are listening. They're definitely listening, and if they believe that your shit is fire, their your shit is fire. And, yeah, they'll, for sure, for sure, yeah. and they'll leave it like that, you know, but it, it, it you know, if you ever want to release on a big label, best way to get to their attention. And this is like the most fastest way is by, you know, sending some of your threats to any artist that's around their roster. Ask them for a feedback. Say, hey, you know, I'm looking for a feedback and trying to get, do this style and this and that. See what see what's up. See what's up. If they fuck with it, they're going to fuck with it. And they're going to play that song of yours and they're going to put it out there. And when they play it, I guarantee you nine times out of ten, there's an ARR walking around listening to their to their artist, you know, music. And they're like, yo, where'd you get that song? Is that song yours? Is that nah? Got it from this kid. I got it from this guy. You know, this guy's fire shit. And that's when ARR is trying to look for you. Best way. And it's and that's like the easiest way to get to. The other easiest way to get to it is like, well, we're so go back again to fucking social media. Have fucking clout, you know, have a, have some sort of social media presence, have the fucking clout. And they look at you. And I'm like, oh, shit, you got a strong social media. Hey, man, if you ever want to release music, you know, you can come over. Business at that point, you know, talent. You can go that's, for the talent route and then you can go or you can go to the business route. Yeah, I mean, it's it's both really like if you think about it. It goes hand in hand, like, because someone told me or a homie of mine told me yesterday, mm. like, you could be a musician. And we were at a club, right? You could be a musician and accept the fact that you could just play down the street at like a dive bar. You can be an entertainer, which in that case, business does come in hand mm. because musician can mean a lot of things. You could be a touring musician. You could be a home musician, like just in your private life, mm. or you could be like one of those bar bar musicians. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, I guess it really comes down to like being an entertainer. So like the one, like the people who are running social media are entertainers for sure. You know, 
yeah that's just crazy because like i don't know i have no words for all this shit (laughs) you're good you're good man you're good like it's all good right there and and it's true man you have to be a a bit of of a entertainer you know to grab people's attention and get that out there you know to you know to have people gravitate to you you know exactly it sucks you know because like Shit, like we we have to use social media for this, but you know, unfortunately, some of these business it requires your social media, which is why I prefer to go the independent route. And if I ever want to release a de- um, track on a, on a label, it's not really a an, an end goal of mine anymore. It's more, it's more of a okay, cool, <laughs> I did it, I did yeah. it, I did it. Even though I've already done it before, but I'm like, oh, okay, at least yeah. I, I really said it on a. These big labels. Satisfaction comes first when I actually finish the track and release it, you know, and I see like, oh shit, people resonated with it. That's that's where it comes to, you know, but not not anymore with the labels, you know. Label if I get a if I get a shot on a label, the one label that I do ever want to get a shot at is probably Monster Cat. That'll be that'd, sick. That'd be really dope. Yeah. Monster Cat's a really good label. And I fucking love it, man, because um of the music, the music that brings out of Monster Cat, bro, is just so fucking dope, and and it, and it's like the the biggest multi genre e, multi genre EDM label in the whole world. Like I don't know any other label that that brings dubstep, drum and bass, house, trance, hard style, uh, trap, future bass, melodic, future, you know, like you name it. It has a little bit of everything and it's still good like yeah. it's fire shit so it's like that's like the end goal for me if i ever want to you know say i want to release on on a label it has to be monster cat and it's cool because monster cat has a um, thing with like rocket league right yeah as yeah, a as, so like you could get you could possibly get your music on rocket league which is cool if you get signed to them you know that'll be fucking dope have having a bunch of gamers playing my music Dude, you should you should make that a goal of yours, bro. And like really like grind out some shit. You know, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It's just that music right now is not my main focus, my main priority. It podcast is, you know. Right. But I am definitely ha- I started out a project, an EP project that I feel like Monster Cow would have been the would be the only label that would have fucked with it because this project itself I don't think if I send this type of project to one another label, I don't think they'll be able to fuck with a lot. Not because of it's more because I have I think it's more because of the song selections and the multi-genre of song selections. It's all dubstep. It's a dubstep EP, but the dubstep EP itself is, you know, you got your Tira dubstep and then you got your color base, melodic dubstep, future rhythm shit. You know, happy stuff, and and it's and it's like a very unique EP, which some songs go along with each other. You know, they like they all interconnect with each other. Like this happy song goes with this tear out song, and this tear out song goes with this happy song, and then so on and so on. It's telling a story, yeah, basically. Man. It's basically telling a story, and then I'll end it up with a happy drum and bass song you know so i started that project you know you know it's it's been a while but it's like i already know the vision of it and i know how to put it and i already have the names of each of the tracks and i know what 
genres are there. And I feel like, yeah, Monster Guy is probably the only one that I, they'll be able to get it. But I decided, like, I set myself, like, if if Monster Guy doesn't want to, you know, sign these songs, that's fine by me. I'm not going to let it down. Right. I'm just going to release it on my own. And I'm going to, you know, spend hundreds of dollars on, promo on marketing it. I'm promoting it and making sure that it's, like, one of the biggest shits ever release you know independently that's the best way to do it yeah I, I just i just i just stopped altogether that i need you know labels approval for my music to get released like it besides of the business aspect i just i feel like because that was one of the reasons me as a producer was struggling a lot because i was like i want the the approval of the label and I usually didn't get it. And then I get discouraged whenever a label tells me no, no, no. And I felt like, fuck, then that means my music suck. But then when I sent it over to a bunch of my artist friends who are established people as well, they listen to my music and they're like, nah, bro, this this music is fire. Like, I'm playing this song of yours. Nah, like, this is actually good. This is like, dude. Now I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? These people are playing my music and these labels don't even want to bother look at me. So I have like that, like, okay, I don't really need the label's approval to, you know, to like my music. So I decided to like, I'm not going to go ahead and put that goal right there as like, I want to release a, as a label. And better person who who's have said this over time is, um, and, and Robbie infinite. Shout out to those guys, man. I love those guys a lot. And those guys actually opened my eyes even further than I already had. But they were like, I was just like blown away with some of the stuff they told me. I'm like, oh, shit, you were right. You know, I just like and, and there's and I'm not saying this as if like, no, you shouldn't not, you know, you should not have a, a label to be your your end goal or be goal, you know, or be your goal. Like, no, 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 I'm not saying this. I'm not, I don't, and I don't want to discourage anybody because if there's somebody out there who wants to release their music in this certain uh, label and they want to do everything in their power to do so, be my guest. You know, go for it because if that's what satisfaction that brings you over, it, go for it, man. So I'm not that person anymore. I'm. I actually have other priorities and other stuff that that I want to get to. For sure, yeah. And podcasting is the key to get me all the stuff that I want to. And I'm going to do it through that. Hell yeah. More power to you, bro. Absolutely. One of the things I definitely want to talk to you is more about your favorite projects, man. Have you had any favorite projects that you have recently? So, yeah, so I actually have like a few collabs going on with Sweet Tooth right now, which are pretty fun to work on. That's fire. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have I have a collab with my boy Tremor, which is pretty sick. We're about to finish that. Oh, um, shit. You you work. You had a collab with Tremor, too. Yes. Yeah, homie. dude, so, that dude, that guy is fire, man. I, I met her a couple of times on through. For for online, man, dude yeah. is sick. He gave me one of the sickest feedbacks of my one of my trads, man. I I like you, that you dude. Should, you should get him on here, bro. He's easy to talk to. Oh, I I I actually have him personally on Facebook, so you're absolutely right. I should actually reach out to him and see if he's down for it. It was his Trevor, right? A uh, Tremor. No, I know Tremor, but what was his uh, actual Andrew. name? Andrew. Andrew, thank you. 
Andrew Phillips, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. There you go. Yeah. I keep I keep forgetting a lot of people's names. I usually just go by, you know, your artist name. That's how I know you. Boom. There you yeah. go. <laughs> but yeah, dude, that, damn, that's actually sick. So you got Tremor and Sweet Tooth coming along in, in your way. Yeah. Um, I have some others, but I don't really want to like say anything yet. I kind of want to just pop off. Okay. You know keep, it, keep it under the wraps. I like that. Yeah. But to answer your question, if I have any favorite projects, I think my favorite projects right now that I've ever made is probably mm. Candy Mountain. So, and what, and why is that? Well, Candy Mountain was like one of those tracks where I sampled Charlie the Unicorn, which is like an old ass YouTube video that was popping when I was a kid. And it's just like one of, it was like a meme. You feel mm. me? And yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was like home to me. And then Titan Stomp was probably the last song my dad heard before he passed away. And mm. so that was like, he fucked with it heavy. So it's probably my two favorite ones. I'm sorry to hear that. Shit um, happened, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you on that, man. I hear you're loud and clear. Um, oof. Wow. Take me a little bit more about your creative process when you're doing your music. You know, what is it that you do when you open up the session and you say, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start doing this or I'm going to start doing that? Okay. So what I'll do is I'll like open up Ableton and I'll start with like a, with like drums, right? Mm -hmm. I'll like process my drums, make them sound nice and punchy. And then I'll focus on a melody. And then I'll pretty much just like compose a song from intro to finish. You know, I don't really like working on sections mm. or like drops per se anymore. And then working on the intro, I feel like it makes more sense to just write the song from the beginning all the way to the end. So that way it has, it's like cohesive in a way, you know, like, and you, you do more in like, so I like to work in like bars of three and I like develop this from working in FL studio. Mm -hmm. I like to write like three bar melodies and then like keep going. And then like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's nice. <laughs> That's actually pretty interesting because like, I, I'm like quite the opposite. I usually start off writing down the drop and whatever I can get out of the drop. I just, everything just goes everything writes out for its own after after I, I do the job. So it's actually pretty interesting how you started out right from the intro and started working some melodies and then everything will just write itself. It's always important to have a really good intro because one, the first, I forgot how many seconds. The like the first five, five seconds, seconds or the first sentence. You gotta have ten, to captivate yeah. you, you know? You already yeah. know. So it's like, but yeah, like, um, yeah, like intros are important. Yeah, really absolutely. <laughs> and and what and what's the creative process when it comes to you working with collaborations? You know, how do you actually go approach that, and how do you and where do you even start? Usually, one of us will have something started off, or or we'll start something from scratch. So, like, I'll start a project, and then I'll send it to someone, and then they'll work on it, and then send it back, mm -hmm. or we'll just get together and work on shit. And how often do you actually do your hip hop beats and other side projects? You know, like I know that you making dubs at itself, you know, you, you already have your process, but how's that any different when you started making hip hop beats and trance and hardcores and, or any other genres that you're doing? 
Um, it's the same process. It's just okay. a different style. It's like with with electronic music, like the sounds you hear are like would be like the rapper's vocals. Mm. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like so, like in in hip hop music, the main element would be the rapper or the artist, you know. And then in electronic music, it's the synthesis, the sound design, and the rhythm primarily. You know. Did Did you find any any difficulty when you actually started out this other genres? It's it's just all music to me. Like you know, to some extent, you could write any genre you want. You know, mm. like it's all it's all like bass tempo based. I feel like it's. I feel like I have a very like broad, I don't know if it's broad if it would be the word, but like a certain way to look at it. And it just makes sense. Like the way I make dubstep, I could like do it in the same thing for another genre. You know, it's, I really don't know how to explain it. No, yeah, you're doing good, man. Um, And did you always had that musical background since you were little or you just started this not too long ago? In middle school, I think is when I picked up my first instrument mm-hmm. well yeah so we had a cover band in our middle middle school and we covered like acdc and like fucking fire metallica and fire journey all that shit you know like the, the bangers yeah. so um i didn't know how to play the drums and i really wanted to play the drums so there was someone i knew that knew the yearbook director which was also the after school band guy Damn. And so he was like, come to band practice. And I was like, for sure. And then I hopped on the drums and I didn't know jack shit. But there was a drummer there that year and he showed me how to play. And from there, I just literally every day I would like air drum and just like learn where the drum set is like at. Mm. And I would just like memorize it. And then the next day I went in confident and I played the fucking songs and then I joined the band. And then that was it. And then oh. I and then I halfway into that, I wanted to learn how to play the bass. So then I bought a bass and then I played the bass for the band too. And I guess it's yeah, it all started off in middle school and then from there in high school, like it just was always with me. And then as it as going out, like I couldn't get a drum set where I live. Mm. So I just got a laptop and then started producing and became a one man band, you know. <laughs> That's fine. No. It's just yeah, I guess it's just always been around. I mean, that's actually pretty dope that you do have that music element in your background. And then you're having like had the ability to actually be the one man army and write down a bunch of other musics and have that on any different genres. I mean, you it all started with the drums. The drums can actually take you on any genres because guess what? In any band, a lot of people say is the leader of the band is the singer. But a lot of people don't realize is like the actual leader is the drummer. Because the drummer is the one that starts the beat and then everyone else follows the drummer's beat. Take that away. Just they get they can easily get off beat, you know, like a metronome. Exactly. Exactly. And so like it's it's very interesting that you were able to take some of those, you know, learning aspects and and apply it into into what you're doing right now. Um, How do um, well? let me actually rephrase this. Do you actually believe in writer's block i believe in burnout what you may think is writer's block is probably just burnout and what do you and what do you do when 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 you have it you know go live your life and forget about it forget about forget about your music forget about the end game just go live your life go outside 
me personally, like I just came back from a bike ride with my homie. And yeah. that's like, to me, like that is the best form of like release, you know, mm-hmm. you're just, you're just like going as fast as you can on this fucking bike. And it's yeah. like that you get your mind off of shit, you know? And I feel like doing, having that sort of activity in your life is good because, and, and I think a lot, a lot of the reason why people go to the gym too is like, there's just that release of like whatever, like weight, like emotions, anything. It could be anything, stress from financial shit, Mm -hmm. life, whatever, right? Just weighing on you and you go do that shit, you come back, you're going to write something good. Like that's just how it is, bro. We're humans. Like we need to be outside. We need to live. We're not robots, you know? We're but not robots. Be writing music like they're robots, and it's crazy. Ah, uh, bro, a lot of people that I know are fucking terminators when it comes to writing music. Like I, good friends of mine, established artists, fucking nitty gritty. One of my homies, shout out to him. He's a fucking terminator. That guy just don't know when to sleep, and that oh, guy yeah. just writes music out of fucking thin air. I can give him a fucking fart sound, and he'll just. T- flip that fart sound into a fucking song see like and that that also comes with years of the craft like once you get like once you get to a certain point you'll be able to like write whatever you want yeah you know like and you'll be able to know how to do it and and like a lot of that is like learning the program too like once you learn how things work and how they actually work versus how you learn them on youtube that's when things start to get real you know and do you actually feel like you're any closer to that or you feel like you're just still, you know, in the training wheels? I feel like I'm always going to be in the training wheels as long as I'm doing this, because with music, there's always something new you can learn. Mm. And, you know, from everybody, from every artist you work with, or like if you just go on YouTube and you see like a new post from some YouTuber about a method he learned, like it's always good to learn and be intrigued to it. So I think, Oh yeah, to answer your question, I'm always on those training wheels in a way because it's like you're always learning. You feel me? And to say that I'm on that level of confidence is not true. Even wow. the big guys are still learning shit. Like they got big breaks, but who's to say that they weren't they were master producers before it or not? Right. I don't know, but it's just bold assumption. No, of course, of course. And when it comes to sound designing, do you actually believe that sound designing is a luxury or a necessity for a producer? Sound design can mean a lot of things. It can mean synthesis, or it can mean creating an ensemble of sounds that fit together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like every band member has a certain guitar or bass they play to make it sound smooth together. When you're writing a song, you're picking elements that make sense and fit, right? So in a way, that is sound design. You know, right. synthesis is a whole other ball game, and I don't think it's absolutely necessary, but it's good to utilize it and to learn it Interesting. that's what you're talking about i'm more referring to that you know big debate that a lot of you know bass producers like to talk about shit in over about sound designing world oh. you know i mean i guess it depends <laughs> like it can like because you can you can make your bases and stuff or you can sample stuff and right yeah but i'm just i'm just getting out of it if you as a producer do you believe it like it's a necessity for you to actually know and learn how to how to yeah. be a sound yeah, designer yeah. versus other house producers don't see it that way they look at it as a luxury because for them it's all about the chords and the melodies you know 
they can just have an entire song and it's all being preset, you know? Oh, I mean, I, I guess it's a necessity for dubstep and stuff, you know? Mm. I don't really know what the house guys are doing right now. <laughs> just presets, basically, is what they're doing. Oh, like using presets and stuff. Yeah, you, you should definitely learn how to sound design. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah for sure. Well, my man, we got a few more questions and we can wrap this up, okay? Right, um, sure. This one is very simple. Why is it that you chose Lazy Flits as your artist name? There's two reasons. Okay. No, I'm going to just say one reason. Um, <laughs> I, was a, uh, I was a Borgor fan. Um, okay. Like old, like back in the day, Guided Relaxation came out. I was like losing my mind. Yeah. That shit was fire. Um, but he had this song called Flex, right? Yeah, I remember the, the song. On the song, he says, on a lazy flex, I'm on a lady flex. Never at the gym every day I'm having sex. So I was like, lazy flex sounds cool. So I used it. And that, that was it. That's literally how I got my name. <laughs> That's fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. Get the shout out to Borgor, man, for giving you, you know, the inspiration, yo. <laughs> yeah. So what has been your greatest accomplishment up to now? Surviving. <laughs> Damn, okay. Just kidding. Um, sure. <laughs> my, big, my greatest accomplishment. I don't even know. Mm. I don't know, bro. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. Coming soon. That's what to it is. Theater near you. <laughs> yeah, you know it. You know it. <laughs> All right. So what are you currently doing and what do you hope to accomplish by it? What am I currently doing? Going back to the whole stacking music thing, they're going to stack up a bunch of tunes and roll it out in the next year and just really have a plan this time, you know? Okay. Not just like loosely release songs, like really have a plan. It's going to be sick. Well, we can end this with this one last question. All right. Um, sure. Let's just say that you're walking down the street mm. and then all of a sudden a UFO pops out of nowhere. And they come to you and say, yo, Lacey Flitz, we need your help. Because you and only you are the only one who can help us with this, man. And you're like, all right, dope, let's go. He's like, all right, before you come into our ship, just let you know, you'll be out for a while. We don't know until you come back. Here's a piece of paper. Write free pieces of advice that you'll give to someone. What are those free pieces of advice? Don't stress. Everything's going to be okay. Don't be so hard on yourself because life is short and love unconditionally. Fucking fire, man. Fucking fire. I love it, man. Well, dude, thank you very much for coming over to the show, man. It's an honor or privilege for you to come over, man. Oh, yeah, bro. Anytime you want to come over and just kick it, man, just let me know and we can do that, man. Before you yeah. leave, Plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and, and expect what's next coming. All right. Yeah, you can follow me at Lazy Flex on everything. Um, and just stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's all I can say. That's all you can say. All right, man. Thank you very <laughs> much for coming over to the show. And thank you guys thank for, you for listening. Me. And remember, every week it's a brand new episode and a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe and hit the bell for notification. At oh yeah, you hit that subscribe. Absolutely. YouTube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast. Or you can also check it out at LoneWolfPod.com. That's Lone W-O-L-V 
thepodcastpod.com. And check all my latest episodes. You can find the audio version at SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio at Wolves of Music or the Lone Wolf Podcast. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me or Lacey Place to cover, please let us know in the comments down below. And we'll do our best to uh, talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys at the next one. Peace.